This is The Nighthawk, Volume 38, February 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Josh Urban, for America's Social Bulletin. Building friendships through writing, and in this case, podcasting. Pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of joe. I've already had three, and that's a bad idea. And let's get into it. So I'm going to read you the newsletter with some slight embellishments, because it's me, you know. So our first column is Remember the Sky, Staying Locked on What's Real. I've been spending too much time on Twitter. Outrage. The end of civilization. It never stops. TV can be the same. Have you ever heard the crazy idea from quantum physics that states the universe only exists if we're observing it? (laughs) Well, I did my part today. Turned off the screen and looked the sky into existence. Or maybe it brought me back to life. A few early spring gnats dance in the afternoon sunlight the breeze keeping time in the golden brown broom sage. A maple blushed red in the dell. Back in a secret hollow, an obscure brook tinkled icily down the mountain. I sat by the delicious sound, watching the clear water sprint over rocks half a billion years old. Streamside, the witch hazel offered tiny lime green hopes, spring buds. The oak leaves were crunchy under my boots on the way down the mountain. It was good to remember what's real. On this day in history, elements, my dear Watson. Watson and Crick discovered the double helix structure of DNA on February 28, 1953. Our reader spotlight this week is Nancy S. Nancy has been on 17 cruises and will beat you in shuffleboard. Yes, indeed. She lives near Richmond, Virginia. Our book of the week is The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. And it's a delight of puns, wordplay, and deep metaphor. While written for a younger audience, all ages will enjoy this gem from 1961. The photo of the week, you can't see it because this is a podcast, but it's a picture of the evening sky, and there's Venus and Jupiter. Venus and Jupiter, upper, shine brightly in the western sky at dusk. They'll appear to be at closest at conjunction on March 1st. Keep an eye out. So what you do is shortly after dark, look outside, You notice the sky is lighter in the west because that's where the sun just set. And you'll see these two beautiful, bright star-looking things. They're actually the planets, Venus and Jupiter, and Jupiter is the upper one. And they're going going to be, well, anytime you see them, it's nice. And they're going to be closest on March 1st. Down the rabbit hole. This segment is if you want to do some research on your own and something to spark some inquiry. It was today in 1849 that the first boatload of gold diggers, the literal kind, landed in San Francisco. Now they're landing in San Francisco all the time, right? (laughs) Am I right? The California gold rush was on. From the history, cinema, and stories based on the event to local prospecting, it's a fascinating topic to research. Let us know what you dig up. (laughs) Can't resist a pun, man. And now it's time for Dr. Electro. Previously on our wacky tale, Electro dives into the safety of Miss Stella's establishment, one step ahead of shadowy figures, glad to have a palm left to read. Art, chief astrologer and head of security, greets him before going to clean up the neighborhood. Lady Wilkes cuts John's philosophy short to one point. I believe the Nihilist Order, no, is our international enemy. Perhaps they've stolen your citrine gem. This is the return of Dr. Electro. Number 17, Unseen Company. Miss Stella rounded the corner with the delicacy of a freight train. Electra was pinned in her gaze. 
Babies had a similar effect on Electro, except their stare couldn't name his sins. Scratch yards, Miss Stella looked across a thousand years. Was that a grain of the sands of time caught in a wrinkle by her dark eyes or just a clump of makeup? Electro was undecided about past lives, but if his previous incarnation had robbed a stagecoach, she already knew. Tinselvision. Wait, be cool. His breath returned with a rattle, betraying his agitation. Ah, our formerly young hero, off to save the citrine for Lady Wilkes. <laughs> Miss Stella's cackle was ambiguous, friendly and sarcastic, well rehearsed in 65 years of delivery. Put your eyes back in, young man. Relax. I'm friends with Lady W. I didn't read it off Charlotte's palm. She told me her story, and I've heard the other side. You're in luck. I'm going to read tea leaves with Lady W tomorrow. We'll smuggle you all over in the tarot van. Your friends are all down the hall with a proper meal. Do you like cabbage? Follow me. Electro found his manners a split second after he remembered his childhood goldfish making the same gaping, wordless motions. He followed Miss Stella down the coral hall. Back east, Claire broke the silence. International enemy, John. I thought my auntie's gems were nice, but don't the museums have the stuff that bad men would go after? Why us? Is, is the mafia after us or, or spies from Austria? Oh, John, what is happening? Lady Wilkes clenched a revolver. No answers. Graffiti on the wall. Two strangers in her shed. One of them quite the philosopher. Yeah, keep talking, punks. John rubbed his beard. The second man cleared his throat. <clears> throat. We're not always proud of our work, but we usually understand it. Until now. We're as puzzled as you. Seems a good time to reform, eh, John? The garden shed had been forgotten by the woman inside, but it wasn't empty. The flicker of a candle danced feebly on the ceiling. A shadow took form, stood up, muttered something, propped the door, extinguish the candle with a hiss. Fools! To be continued next week. And now, folks, just to wrap it up, the Nighthawk, again, is a social paper, and you are warmly invited to correspond. Our address, P.O. Box 783, Rustburg, Virginia, 24588. That's P.O. Box 783, Rustburg, Virginia, 24588. Or drop us an email. Drop me an email, joshurban at protonmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you next week.